to the man who wanted to go bury his father first before following Jesus, Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another person just wanted to go home and say goodbye and got this rebuke. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is worthy to be my disciple. These are not exactly the most popular words of our Lord Jesus. And let me push that even further, as Luke does in Luke 14, 26. Jesus says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. <clears throat> These are strong words, off-putting, puzzling words, not only to us, but to those who first heard them. Jesus' disciples were all Jews who knew God's Torah. What Jesus said in that last passage was glaringly contrary to the fourth of the Ten Commandments, you shall honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God will give you. Honoring father and mother, actually honoring all basic human relationships, means honoring a fundamental structure of God's creation, one that is at the heart of Torah, God's way of life. Our welfare personally and as a society depends on it. Love and respect for those closest to us is the basis for love and respect in the world. To the disciples whom Jesus addressed, who knew God's Torah, and who had been taught that that law was the way of life, Jesus' words would have been shocking. We too may be shocked by them. Abandon a dead parent? Leave a household without a word? Hate our relatives? Are those words that our culture or that we really need to hear? Do we not rather need to hear the call to love as God loves in a sustained, lifelong commitment? Indeed. And that call from God echoes throughout Scripture and tradition. God said, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Anyone, everyone is your neighbor. But the word neighbor surely includes your household and the friends of your heart as well. Love them. Be there for them. Hang in there with them to the end. Is that not what we need to hear? And how many of us here in this place are doing exactly that, faithful in relationship even to sometimes at great personal cost? Indeed, we do need to hear that great commandment to love our neighbor as ourself. But the commandment to love one's neighbor as oneself is only the second of the two great commandments. There is a first. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. You shall love the Lord your God. Before anything else in the world, God is first. Families, friendships, neighborhoods, associates are all part of the created order of things. They are meant to be good as God intends them in creation, but good in relation to God. 
the source, the fountain, the measure of all good created things is God. For anything to be right, a right relationship with God is essential. The first of the Ten Commandments, which gives the essential context for all the rest of them, including honoring parents, is thou shalt have no other gods but me. God is creator, God is savior, and without God things fall apart. If something else is put in God's place, even something very good, other things will go wrong. If you are making soup, at some time you will probably add some salt. Salt is good in soup. But if you make salt the principal ingredient of the soup, nobody is going to eat it. When anything, no matter how noble, gets put in God's place, scripture and tradition call that idolatry. And that applies even to the people closest to us. If you and I put them before God, we stand finally to lose God and them as well. Near the heart of Jesus' message was that in the world around us and in our own hearts, there is a kingdom of this world that shuts God out, very different from the order of love that God creates. A kingdom of this world that puts any one of a thousand things in God's place before the love of God and neighbor. But in Jesus, God's kingdom is breaking into that false order, asserting the real shape of things, the primary relationship with God that gives life and sets things right and empowers us to love our neighbors. Jesus kept saying, repent, change your mind. It is God who is coming, whose justice and love and life are the heart of things. All else depends on God. Nothing else compares with God. You may remember the parable. God's kingdom is the pearl of great price. To gain its sovereign beauty and worth, the merchant was ready to sell everything else. What Jesus says today about human relationships just shifts the image from jewelry to other people. You shall love the Lord your God. And so you shall love your neighbor as yourself. With God at the center in Jesus, there is a future for human relationships, even given the broken world in which we live. Jesus creates a new family among his disciples, one father at the center, a new kind of brother or sister, a new kind of belonging, not through family blood, but through water and the spirit. Jesus does this in his body, the church. God's love through Jesus welcomes us. And so we are claimed, who are claimed by him welcome others with the love he shows us. Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. We can belong to each other and learn to care for each other as those who are united by blood, Jesus' blood. In this new everlasting family, with blood and water relatives in heaven and on earth and new ones on their way, 
we have the joy of sharing in the whole movement of God's kingdom, the reaching out into all creation of God's truth and love. So Jesus' harsh words are meant to be a wake-up call. There is only one God. Displacing God for something in this world, even something as good as the people closest to us, will in the end lose what only God's offers. It's not a competition. The source of all love is God. Our relationships are meant to be rooted in God's love, endless and infinite. Jesus' words are an invitation to us all, single, married, widowed, young, aging, lonely, befriended, an invitation to the life in God that Jesus offers, to know ourselves as part of God's family, forgiven, loved, and free, welcomed around this table, empowered to welcome others as brothers and sisters in God's love.